Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, sponsored by, and Whoa. this is not a drill, people, solar.com. Are you thinking about going solar? Well, solar.com will provide you the three best quotes customized for your home from local installers. On average, solar.com quotes are $2,800 lower than going to installers directly. That's not from us. That's from the Department of Energy. And if you want a little something, something from the Prem de la Prem boys, mention Prem 19 over the phone and tell them Fred the Red sent you. That will earn you $250 off your solar purchase. Code valid through the end of the year 2019. Register at solar.com to start your solar project today. All right. Well done. That's a big get. That's a big moment for us. Yeah, we reeled them in. Uh, Patrick did a lot of staking out, shaking hands, buying dinners. And uh, it finally came through. Yeah, it's um, it's a tough game, the sponsorship mm. world. Mm. But you know, worth it in the end. Happy to have Solar.com's partner. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Very on brand for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're going green, folks. Well, I could use a little sunshine in my life. Yeah. Because uh, remember how we talked about the coincidence of our teams being shit, Arsenal and United respectively, yeah. and that coinciding with the start of Prem de la Prem. Right. I used to think that was a bad thing, but now I feel like it's a gift from the football gods to make this a successful podcast, because it's absolute chaos. Yeah, I mean, I my only hope is that we can keep doing this podcast when United's in the championship, and you'll still be as just as engaged as you are now, but... Oh, longevity is key here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you can fight through the ups and the downs, quite yeah. literally. No, it's not that bad, but... Uh, I do want to know how bad you think it is. Yeah, I there's, feel no, like, there's nowhere else to start. I feel like if you could chart a graph with uh, Patrick and James' mental health on the y-axis and uh, uh, the Prem de la Prem subscribers on the x-axis, yeah. there's pretty clear correlation in taking joy from our misery. Very, your, your rant episode is now pretty well noted to have skyrocketed listeners. Right, and then we had a... Um, it's pretty sadistic, if you ask me. A pretty measured discussion about United and Arsenal and... The people weren't having it. They want a rant, James, and I hope you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready to give a, a rant, but I also want to give you a little like whistle on the side where if things get too out of control, you just you just ring that bell, blow that whistle. This is going to be an interesting exercise for mm -hmm. us. Usually I'm the one that needs the reining in. Yeah. What's going to happen? I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Mom's out of town. Dad's got the keys. I know you can rant. I know it's been building... I You've seen me watch Crystal Palace live. It's I was I was away all weekend, so you had no one to oh, talk to. Boy. You're you're burning inside, and I'm I'm ready to get into it. So all right, well, you know, on on any normal game week, uh, Wolves stealing a win away to Man City would take the headlines, but not in Prem de la Prem world, not in James's world. We're talking United Newcastle, um, a one of the worst displays I've ever seen, a one nil loss away to Newcastle, and. We're going to talk about a lot more than just the game itself. If you want to leave it at the game itself, I can summarize it for you. Please do. Lots of passing sideways and backwards. And the best way, the encapsulation of the game itself, was a free kick at the end of the game to equalize. It was right outside the boxes for United, chance to equalize. Pereira and Fred were standing over it. And I've never seen or heard this in my entire life. The commentators were just taking aim at them. Really? No professionalism, just... Stuff like, oh, Fred's susceptible to pass the ball forward here <laughs> from a dead ball situation. Was it Lee Dixon? Yeah, Lee Dixon was having okay. a go. Okay, I was, I was out of... I expected better from Clyde Tilsley, but yeah, yeah Lee I, was on the call. I didn't, I didn't see the game. I had the old out of office on all weekend. Um, but that's the second game in a row, maybe, that they had a free kick towards the end of the game that could have turned the tide. Yeah, let me go ahead and tell you how it ended. Uh, Pereira <laughs> smacks the ball into the wall. We somehow retain possession. 
shovel it out to Fred out wide, uh, misses his touch, and it goes behind him for a throw-in. So I think the lesson learned here is let Fred take the free kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was all I had for United-Newcastle. Let Fred take the free kicks. Yeah, I, no, that's... Hell no. This is Prem de la Prem, folks. <laughs> I'm going to break it down for you. Three key issues at United. I'm so you're done with to... the game? That was the summary of the game. So the game the game isn't the issue here. The game is more of a, a microcosm of the larger issues. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen from United, but Did you watch there's them nothing play? to talk about in the game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair I mean, I mean, you could do X's and O's on the game, but I think that's belaying the main point of yeah. how you got to a game that was that shitty. Yeah, we're two layers deep in the onion. Let's let's bite in the center. This is a seven-layer dip. Mm. And I chefed it up Love last it. night. There's a bomb. <laughs> just get to your point <laughs> three key issues with united i'm okay. gonna rank them from are you giving me the highlights first or are you gonna like give them no, to me one no, at a no. time it's it's mm. re- it's self-revelatory as an onion would mm. be per se keep me keep me hungry i like it yeah lots of food analogies i'm taking too much joy in this i'm sorry can you just listen <laughs> get the fat out of your ears <laughs> oh, that one kind of shook me okay so these key issues are being ranked from most in Ollie's control, stuff that he can manage as a manager, to most out of his control that Pep in his pomp would have trouble solving. Sure. Sliding scale. First of all, game day tactics. X's and O's. Management of the team. So it's no coincidence that our two best games this season, and yes, I'm counting 1-0 win at home to Leicester as the second best game of our season. It's aging well. Because those are our two wins. Yeah. Those are the two best games of the season. Um, it's no coincidence they were born from defending solidly and playing on the counter. And what this tells you is that when we have to break teams down and go at teams, we have no idea how to do that. That's on Ale either one, for not being able to motivate players to execute his game plan, or two, not having a game plan that anyone can visibly see. And I can't think of what that game plan should be, but that's why I'm not a manager of Manchester United. And it's up to Ale to figure out what it is absolutely i mean there's yeah there's no one else that can be doing it i think that you look at the tools that he has at his disposal i wonder how they could be set out well i'm not sure what the what's the best fit for them but it's Mm -hmm. clear what they're doing is working and it's clear that something needs to give the one point of credit or not credit i don't want to give ollie credit i don't think that's the time okay but where i would kind of say you, you you can you can maybe lighten up is he doesn't have his full full tool chest right now. And he's... he's. I mean, look at the bench, man. It's awful. Every it was game. terrible. Yeah. It, I mean, it gets a little bit into my next point, sure. you know, of something that's out of his control. But so this, is, this is a little bit more out of his control, and then there's one further right. out of his control. But to finish up on this point... Sure. I think a great manager can take that dump of a starting 11 and figure out a way to get a goal against Newcastle. Granted, there was a Harry Maguire header that he missed from six yards out unmarked. Right. That's happened a couple times this season, but I don't think it's fair to call it the story of the season by any means. If you're relying on your center back oh, to pull goals at He's had Newcastle. the two best chances of our previous two games. Right. Yeah. Terrifying. Previous three, because he didn't have a chance against uh, so, AZ Alkamar. Right. So my point being... Yeah, thanks. <laughs> my point being, the average Joe, myself included, would say, okay, let's get balls into the box. You don't have a single person who can cross a ball on that team. What's plan B? That's where you need a pep and not an average Joe or perhaps an Ollie to figure it out. Because I don't know what it is. 
I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I think it is for him from a tactical perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it's you need to play on the wings, and you need to play on the wings with numbers. Uh, because if you look at the – like, I know that, you know, Shaw and Wambasaka and Wambasaka, I believe, is still riding a little bit of an injury bug. It's a cold. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Man, they're popping up. I thought it was just a London thing, but I guess it's it because it's in oh, Manchester no. as well. But I think that what you have is you look at where United has talent and where they can hurt people. It's with pace and it's those wide players. Daniel James has been one of your more impressive players when they can get going. You know, even even a Lingard can get moving on the side. Marshall when he's playing, mm-hmm. um, and and then you get those wing backs going up. I think you need to just put people up the sides and you can see the success that it's having at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think when they're when you're fully fit, it's something that Arsenal tries to do. Chelsea's had some success with it as well. Um, City obviously Kyle Walker put an impact in the game, Zinchenko gets an impact in the game. It's the it's, it's an adaptation they need to make and you it's not happening through yeah. the middle. No, I uh I'm too obnoxious to leave this out. I think it made a better point for me to say I don't know what it is, but right. what I had written down was wing overloads right. and overlapping runs. Yeah, and it, just put, just use your athleticism and your pace. Yeah, exactly. So that that's my best fathom there. Okay, so let's move on. Somewhere in the middle, what might be in his control to extent, but I think is mostly out of his control, injuries and squad depth. So there's been a lot that's been said about Ollie's training regimen this past summer, just yeah. trying to get them in shape and fast. And I think that's a bit of bullshit because this has been going on at United longer where, you know, I don't want to summarize that we're the unluckiest with injuries. I think there's a very clear distinction. I don't know if it's how we train our backroom staff, our medical team. There have been a ton of injuries at the worst possible times for United. Yeah. It happened last season and people said it was because they were out of shape. It happened. It's happening this uh, season and they're slating Ollie for giving you know, for giving the players too much of a run around over the summer. So I don't want to put too much of it on Ollie, but I do think there is something there that he can affect. Right. And I mean, I think it's, I mean, you, you see it with some other teams. They, especially in, you know, uh, the league cup, FA cup, um, you know, maybe not so far in, you know, you couldn't really do it in the champions league, but you'd want to do it in the Europa league. You essentially playing a second squad. Champions you know, League, haven't heard that name in years. Yeah, yeah. Is your last away win? <laughs> but you're, you're... Well... I'm going to say it till I can't. I'll show myself out. Yeah. No, but I, I think that where, where you can benefit from that is say... Like, United has the, 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 the batch of youngsters that have kind of come through, and it's a small batch. Um, but you're looking at that next generation, and who is it? Who are those people that are coming up through the youth system? You need to just put your faith in those people because you to the point on the depth, is the bench looks like shit. You need to see what these kids have in the FA Cup. You mentioned it on a previous episode about how Chong's getting found out because he's never had these minutes. Give him those minutes. Give him those starting minutes. And uh, to, uh, Not Tamori. That's the um, the Chelsea guy. Who, Twan Zabi. Twan Zabi. Um, you know, that... I mean, he's got to be knocking on the door for first team minutes the way it is. But, like, he should... Like, you need to really, really push those that a second team, and I don't think uh, they're doing that. N- okay, so no, I would actually disagree. Really, I, I would actually 100% disagree. I th- uh, Gary Neville actually made this point, and I, I oscillate between thinking he's an absolute wanker and thinking he has all the right things to say. Okay. So, what he actually touched on, which I think was great, was we're in a situation where we have to play them, and they're getting way overexposed. And when he, he talked about the class of '92, right? Um, how they all came in and it, it happened differently because they came into a team of world-class players when they got jaded or they needed a rest they were taken out of the limelight and then shuffled back in and ha- that's how right. they came to prominence in 96 with the classic Alan Hansen you can't win anything with kids 
This time, they're being thrown in there with nowhere to... They're, they're expected to perform yeah. in a really unfair circumstances. And I know you don't really group Rashford with with uh, Greenwood, with Chong, sure, with sure. those guys. But let's look at the facts. The dude is 21 years old, and he could not get a rest in the squad if he wanted to because he's being expected to lead the line. He is the face of the United striking force. Yeah, no, I... And that dude needs a drop like no one else just to get his head straight, and he's not going to get it. Well, that's where you look at the squad depth, uh, I think. And this is where, you know, again, it's so tough to draw the line. Who's responsible for what? But Lukaku was shepherded out of that club. Yep. Um, and there was no... That's about two pages deeper in my rant. Yeah, there's 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 no replacement. And so, in you know... I, I, I don't want to say that's entirely on Ollie. Um, that, that's a that's, that's too complex of an issue for us to say one way or the other. Yeah. But my general point on that is, if you have injury problems and you have squad depth problems, I don't know. I throw the kids out in the Europa League. I throw them out in the FA Cup. And if you get knocked out of the Europa League in the FA Cup, then you don't need the depth quite as much. Yeah. And but so what, it. it can, but what about the Premier League? In the Premier League, yeah. I mean, you. you I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw Chong out in the Premier League. No, I, I. I'd throw Greenwood out. I'd absolutely get Greenwood to run out, especially the way the, the teams were playing right now. I think it's a dangerous game. I think that's a dangerous game to play. I and think it's a catch twenty-two. I don't know if you have much of an alternative. Well, you either run the you run the first team into the ground because you don't have the depth, yeah. or you put the kids in by trial by fire, exactly. and you risk killing. And their we've over time been forced in that situation. So let me bring it back to what's been happening in the game against Newcastle. Six of our usual starters that make up our best 11, yep. let's call it the team that played against Chelsea, were missing. They were out of the team. Juan Bissaka, Lindelof, Luke Shaw, Martial, Pogba, and uh, who am I forgetting here? Lingard. That's a generous one. Yeah. Ling- but Lingard was missing. No, I mean, I think, I think Lingard absolutely is in your first I game. Missed, I missed Lingard in that Newcastle game. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Now, of the four players who did start in that Newcastle game, it's canceling season. These guys, these four players I'm about to name should never play another game for Manchester United. Really? Canceling. Well, let's hear them. Canceling. Fred. Okay. First one off the bat. Okay. Holy shit. I I mean, I I was on the uh I was on the side of the argument where I thought, you know, he hasn't really been given a full run out. Let's let's trust him in some games and by god that boy is bad. He is a bona fide scrub. Yeah, I mean it's he, it's unfortunate when you spend that much money, but yeah. there's a there's a point where you just got to cut cut bait, and the Premier League's not made for everybody. And I, I say you got to give people the year to adjust. He's had his year. Time's God. ticking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I scoured the internet. You know how like you go watch a scouting video to make you feel better. Like mm-hmm. I watched an Alexis Sanchez highlight reel when he played for United because I was like I needed to remind myself that he was good. Yeah. They, there's not a video of Fred online that does that. No. So it's uh, like his skills and talents are just like the cutaways of him checking into the game. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it's Des- mostly just Fred the Red highlights shaking hands with Ferguson. They got the two people confused. Yeah, Despacito skills and skills and tricks. <laughs> it's a forty second video. Right. Cancelled player number two. Okay, Ashley Young. Mm. I am on. I'm the person who will who will tip my hat and say, "Lad, you served your club. Sure, good on you. We had some good times. We had some good times. You were on a title winning team." In 2012, 2013, but it's time to it's time to just fade into the background because he's off the pace, and everything that he used to bring to a game, he was pacey at one point. That's long gone. 
He used to be able to deliver balls. That's gone too. Young's canceled. Yeah. Player number three. Or do you have something to say? I, I think given the state of United's club and what they have to do and the fact that you don't have a transfer window until January, I don't think that that's a reasonable expectation. Brandon Williams. Put him in. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, if I, they're I, fit, you know, it, it would be better than Ashley Young. Sure, sure. And we just talked about the dangers of throwing out young players and putting them in there. It's 100% a catch-22 because if it's not young Brandon Williams who has barely any minutes in the first team, or Ashley Young, you know, lesser of two evils. Yeah, I mean, look, look, I, I'm an advocate for if it's both shit, go with the youth. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I, I do think his time has passed, but I don't yeah. think, especially with two of your fullbacks down, mm-hmm. like how, how are you going to get through it without Ashley Young? Yeah. Especially he's like a, a club man. Like I mean, you know he's not well-loved, but he's a club man. Sure, so, keep him in the team. He yeah. will not bring anything good to the game if he's in. And maybe I that's something I can't. To, I can't. I can't argue that point. Maybe that if that maybe that's something you need to bite the bullet on. But I do not think you should play another minute. He's not up to that standard. Okay. Which play, brings me to player number three. Hit me, Andres Pereira. He's been on wow. the fringes. He's been on the fringes for a while. It's not like he's that one in, surprises it's me. Not, oh, the fourth one's gonna knock your fucking socks <laughs> off. It's not like he's this new emerging talent. He's been around the fringes for a while, shown little moments of 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 talent. But hey, I mean. Fred scored a goal against Wolves last season. Pereira scored a good goal last season, I think, home to Southampton. But he's just not up to the standard. And again, it's one of those things where if by necessity you need to put a player out there, sure, you can put him out there. But he's not up to United standard. And he's not going to bring anything good about when he plays. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily subscribe to that. I think that United standard needs to go under a microscope right now. It might not in two years' time, but... <clears throat> what what they have in that club right now. I think he is up to United Standard. I'm pointing out... Yeah. What I'm pointing out sure. is four players who, if it's the Manchester United club that I subscribe to, we should be striving for better. And sure, oh, no, no, gonna... I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> but you, you have two full months and you have four competitions. Oh, I'm, I, I don't doubt that... Uh, yeah. You know, whether or not someone's listening to this podcast in the United back room, they're going to be, oh, James canceled him? Shit. Bring in, uh, <laughs> bring in this guy. I'm, I'm I'm just calling out what sure, I'm saying. Sure, sure. That's, that's fair. Fourth player, Juan Mata. Juan Mata, it's time to take a seat. Doesn't I, matter, yeah. I suspected that one. I Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love that guy. He he just seems like the best person. Just he tough is. bloke. And common, he actually, goal, common goal is a founding... Do you know what yeah, Common Goal is? Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. He's a wonderful person. Don't have a bad thing to sure. say about his character. Don't have a bad thing to say about... Well, let me put it this way. I do think he cares a lot about the club. And I do think every time he goes out there, he plays for the badge. <laughs> but what his brain is telling his feet and his body to do, it's not computing he's anymore. It. He's, and he's past, past it. it. And it's it's time to phase out. I, I'm i fully, if it's Lingard versus Mata for a position, it's it's got to be Lingard because I haven't seen one single iota of positive play from him this season. And it's time to phase out. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. However... I would make this one point, and this is something I have I have been preaching playing Pogba at the number 10. He's your best player in spades. I think you give him freedom, you do that. I don't hate the idea of playing Juan Mata as a deep-lying playmaker next to McTominay. There's been a lot of players who have been a number 10, been a winger, who have fallen into a role like that. I, I, That's terrifying. He I, is the physical presence of a Twix bar. 
mean, yeah, but you pair him next to McTominay, you got the strong back line. I don't know. I mean, I think you got to start experimenting. I feel like you're trying to blow this up from the inside. I don't appreciate it. I think you need to start experimenting. Keep your opinions to yourself. Four three three, run it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, I I can't really fight you on those four. Okay. Which brings me to the point you brought up. The squad is threadbare. And it goes beyond the injuries, and it goes beyond who's on the team right now. It's years and years built on. And I think you can start with this summer. You touched on this. We never replaced Lukaku. We never replaced Herrera. We never replaced fucking Fellaini. And you look at these games, and yeah, I hate every, him and everything he stood for as a player. But I was like, God damn, that game could have used a Fellaini. Scored a lot of big goals for you. He scored a lot of big goals for us. And... <laughs> You talk about Ollie's involvement in that. He was very clear about players who don't want to be there should not be at the club. You want players fully committed to the cause. <clears throat> that I can subscribe to. 100%. But you need, a, you need a contingency plan. You need to be ready to bring players in if you're going to shuffle them out. And I don't know where the buck stops with Ollie, and I don't know where it starts with Ed. I think there's so much power behind the doors that people don't see as far as distribution between what Ed has a yeah. say on. And maybe Ollie was like, Listen, we can't start the season without a new player in this position. We know those conversations happen with Jose and Ed. I need this player. Ed says, sorry, you're not going to get him. Josie goes meltdown mode. That was his season where he left. Right. So you you can start with this summer. And I don't know if you have something to say, but I'm about to bring it to the... Well, I, I think that one of the things that you've, you've kind of stood by Ollie on is like his ability to recruit the right type of player. Yes. And he brought in three really solid players. Yes. And so if given full freedom, I mean, I think he's three for three in his recruitment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe they'll... I I mean, I think there will be some panic buy, at least one in January. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... I, I, don't even, I don't even know if it's a panic buy. It doesn't matter if it's a panic buy. You need to do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see who they bring in there or what that liberty is. But it's clear you need depth and it's clear you need class. I am not afraid to look like the team that overpays for players as long as they are the right players. Right. It's not even it your money. Who gives a shit, right? If right. we're willing to write the check, we're making, you're making money and hand over fist. Like, who cares? Well, there are people out there. There are people out there who, who really care about how that looks. And what I'll say is, is yeah. we're in deep shit if we don't do that. Because this past summer, I think this is an interesting thing to note, we definitely weren't underspending relative you know we we spent a lot on mcguire we spent 50 million on wambasaka and then james was a little under 20 million but when you take into account net spend what you made back on lukaku and then even though it was a transfer it wasn't a transfer fee what you made back on Payne sanchez's wages mm-hmm. we uh, someone wrote this incredible about a net spend of 75 million pounds 75 million pounds that's like Crystal oh, Palace. Spend. That's, no, that's, that's, that's like a, Southampton's. That's a good window. That's a really good and profitable window. Not profitable. Pro- yeah. yeah, exactly. Profitable for Ed. And right. Profitable for the Glazers. That is not what a team with top four aspirations net spends. And I think it's time to really double yeah. down and put the money where your mouth is because you need about five or six players to make this team good. It may some say something about their aspirations in the end, which I hope brings you to your third point. Yeah. I mean, we, we've touched on this in previous episodes. I mean, to a certain extent, there's things that are out of your control. Well, everything's out of your control as a fan. That's why we're fans. That's why it's constant misery all the way down. Sure. But ownership and executive level fuckery. <laughs> no long-term vision. No investment in the club. No sense of where we're going. Pulling the ejection cord on a manager when there's strife and, and bringing in a new one and saying, okay, you take the lead. 
two years later. Okay, you take the lead. And we've suddenly got a Frankenstein's monster right. in the squad. No accountability. And what I have prepared to do, if you'll allow me. Please. I've done a best to worst signing since Ferguson left. And I think it can shed some light on this. I'll keep it under 10 minutes. Under 10 minutes? Wow. I'll keep okay. it. Okay. I'll keep it five minutes. Okay. Go for it. I can't promise that. Under 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I know you are. That's why I said sure. The floor is mine, people. Welcome to the James Show. Patrick <laughs> is but a pawn to my king of friend to the friend. Let him go, folks. Solar.com, welcome to your first episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I smell nepotism in this ad read. No nepotism. Abound. Uh, for context, the reason why I'm doing this is to point out all the players we brought in the philosophy, you'll see an amalgamation of philosophies from different managers, from yep. different times, and a really poor sense of judgment in bringing these players in. So here are my categories. Success. Success, I guess. Promising, not proven. Meh. And then, spoiler alert, the most one fall under this category, what the fuck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Give me the successes. There's two. Or success. Oh, okay. Two. Yeah, just plain old success. And they might be controversial. I'm saying Zlatan is a flat-out success. And I can't even yeah. give Woodward credit for that because it was such a marketing play. Right. Like, he is such a marketable dude. I think we stumbled upon that one. But he had one amazing season, and he was a true leader in that room. And if someone was fucking around, you know he's the first person to just put a boot up their ass. Oh, yeah. He's, so. ne he's never not been that guy. Cult hero. Quite literally. There's a lot of videos He's never not been that guy. Kicking people in the ass. Yeah, his and, own teammates. And he was old, so for the record, no longer there. Player right. number two, who I think was a flat-out success, was Ander Herrera, who notably just left this past summer. I think it was your, one of your more underrated losses of the summer. Yeah. Uh, and I think people who really watched United knew that he was such a big loss. He's a workhorse, man. He played for the badge, but he wasn't like... Uh, he wasn't like Mata played for the badge. He played for the badge, and he had a really talented skill set in his position. Mm -hmm. And he was the scourge of the big teams that we played. To ask Carl, we gave Chelsea fits when he was playing. And he was the only player not named David De Gea to win the United Player of the Year award up till last year. Interesting. Luke Shaw, and he didn't make the national team. So, not meeting yeah. his wage demands was one thing, but not replacing him was unacceptable. Understood. Because he was our... Those were the two players who I thought were a flat-out success. I'd agree with that. Here's success, I guess. Okay. Paul Pogba, obviously world-class, sure. but there's so many things going against him. Yeah. That I subscribe to that. All right, I'll keep it any, any, um, I think there's always going to be an asterisk for him. Because you, you let him go on a free and you bought him back for $100 million. Exactly. So there's always like... And I didn't even have that one written down. Right. There's always... there's. I mean, yeah, it's... He, he's... Because you know how good he is. You've seen how good he is. And, we, and he's not that good it's, it's been a couple seasons of tease. And right. he's still leagues... Excuse me. Leagues better than anyone else on the field when he plays. Yeah. I mean, I think the criticism is against him is, is, is quite unfair. Mm -hmm. yeah. Truly. And now here's a little redemption to my earlier point. I think Juan Mata is overall considered success, I guess. Because he really, he really gave it to the club. We'll always have the, the Anfield bicycle kick. He gave us that. Yeah. Um, you know, he had some big moments, but he never hit the heights. And we, he, as we he was, said, he had a good, had a go. good, good year in the in the year he finished second. Mm -hmm. I'll put Lukaku in there too. Interesting. I think he made the squad better for being in it. I think. Yeah. He's a uh, he was a top talent that might have been mismatched for United 
in the style that we wanted to play. And again, it's yeah. unacceptable that we couldn't replace him because he's no longer there. Yeah, and it felt like he fit Mourinho. It really did. Mm-hmm. And it felt like Mourinho couldn't get United to fit yeah. him. Yeah, no and Mourinho, Lukaku no Lukaku. was just such an out for, for Ollie. Yeah. 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 And then here's a funny last one. And this wraps up the sixth player who can be semi-considered a success. Sergio Romero. Top-notch backup goalkeeper. We could move right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Promising, not proven. And I'm going to go ahead and put him in here. Martial. Depending on the side of the bed that he wakes up on, he's a world-class footballer or he's a pedestrian. And yeah. his best goal return was in his first season. It just hasn't shown. Yeah, I mean, I, I would only I would only say not proven. Like, how much more time does he need to prove it? Well, yeah. you got to think about how relatively young these guys are. That's true. I always forget these. They're and they're getting absolutely cucked with the the talent around them. In so, the transition periods, Marshall has never responded well to a transition mm-hmm, period. He's gone through mm-hmm, a bunch of those. So mm-hmm. I, got, I suppose that's fair. And then really quickly, Dallow um, yeah. shows sparks. Yeah, That's all I, li- can- I like Dallow. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, we'll see. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything for me yet. All right. Now we're getting to the meh. Mm. Nemanja Matic picked up relatively old. I think Chelsea let him go pretty easily, and now you're seeing it slip. At the time he let he let him go, it seemed like such a get for United. Yeah, I've got the. It was fifth. more of like a Mourinho guy. Yeah. Like he was Mourinho's guy. He was Chelsea's Mourinho's guy. guy. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and it was it was a win now mentality. And I think you're going to see that a lot with United. You we finished need... second in that year, though, to be fair. Exactly. Well off the pace, but you finished second. Exactly. Like it was, it was, I don't think it was an unfair ambition for United to have that year. And this was the season before we started potting, but I remember that season as so unsatisfactory. And then you look at it relative to everything else that happened around it. I was like, well, we finished second. Yeah. But we were just so outclassed by City, it didn't even feel like a season. Right, I think it was like 21 can, points off the And you can base, kind of yeah. associate Matic with that win-now philosophy. And now he's well beyond his peak. I'm, I'm circling the button, the, the red button of canceling him, but mm. I'm not canceling him yet. Yeah. Just because I think he needs to play. <laughs> yeah, so I've been surprised he hasn't gotten yeah. more, more. Fellaini, we talked about him. Yep. Schneiderlin, not cutting it at Everton. He's always sure as shit didn't cut it at United. Yeah. Daily Blind, no one mourned his departure, but he just played a Champions League semifinal with Ajax, so he's maybe absolutely there's crushing a in it there. back in Ajax. Yeah. Yeah. His team of the season in uh the 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 Dutch league, the Eredivisie, how do you say that? Eredivisie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but team of the season. I mean, Ajax. Beardy. Yeah. Ma- no, yeah. Matteo yeah, no. Darmian could very easily He was a Van Gaal by, right? Dutch connection. He was a Van Gaal yeah. by. Well, Darmian's Italian, but he wasn't. No, no, no. Uh, I was just Blind. Final point on Blind. Correct. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. And that was off the third place World Cup performance that Blind played very well in. Yeah. It was a good buy at the time, yeah. I thought. Absolute utility player. Um, and then just phased out. True. Matteo Darmian. Delo could be another Darmian. We don't know. He was. Mm. He had a promising first season, then phased. Phased out. And then Marcus Rojo. The only reason I'm not canceling him is because I think he's got an absolute screamer of a goal in him. And I just want that. And then we're good. Yeah. And just... Absolutely remarkable that man has not been sent off. I know. I mean, talk about the wonders of the world. The he's, eighth wonder of the world is Rojo not seeing red. He has made more leg-breaking tackles than Odomendi, and he has never been sent off. He's a smooth boy. It's, it's He knows remarkable. what he's doing. Something in the All water right. in Buenos Aires, I'll tell you. Last one in the meh category, Bailly. Louis Saha in disguise. Wow, I literally forgot about him. Literally forgot about him because he's got balsa wood bones. <laughs> That dude cannot stay out of the injury room, and he's an absolute liability. He, he's he been taking the Marcos Rojo uh, school of tackling. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was um, just a year ago set to be the linchpin of that that defense. We had high hopes. Yeah. Yes. Any, any hope still left for him? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they've moved on. I think you do reach. A, you, I think you reach a point of no return in a team like Sanchez, right? There was a very clear point where all United yeah. fans knew this isn't going to work out. Right. We and every, get him out of there. Every time I see him, I see Body now. He just doesn't seem up for it. You know, he doesn't seem like that same. Like I was, I was like, oh shit, Body's back there. Right. And now I'm like, thank God he's in the team sheet. You know. If I'm, and yeah. to be fair to the guy, I mean, this is a human being we're talking about. Imagine having to come back from crushing injury after crushing injury and try to make it. You know, I don't even know what that amount of physical therapy and whatever goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be very difficult. I mean, you are coming back from a shoulder injury, so you can weigh in on it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming up on about a year. Still haven't played golf. It's brutal. It's so funny. Adam and I were talking about... He's, he's sprained his ankle about three months ago, and he's like, yeah, it still hurts. Saquon Barkley with a high ankle sprain. Two weeks ago, he's like ready to play. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't put Saquon Barkley and Adam in the same athletic category. Let me just put it that wow, way. Last shot's fired. <laughs> well, he doesn't listen to this. No, no, but he All tells right. me it's good. But bring it up to him if you see him. <laughs> He loves that. <laughs> All right. And then the last category, the what the fuck. I'm going to rattle some names off for you. Mkhitaryan, Falcao, Alexis Sanchez, Schweinsteiger. These are all guys who we cherry-picked at the very t- at the past peak towards tail end of their career. And just no sense of how they fit into a team. It's players who are good yeah. or were good and we're going to fit them in. And it might have been being coached poorly, but the teams who sold them, like Bayern Munich, laughing all the way to the bank with what they sold Schweinsteiger for. Of course. Yeah, I mean, the prices are one thing. I would have to defend Mkhitaryan because you bought him off of a team of the season performance in the Bundesliga. He was very, very good there. I mean, I think that Dortmund, like, I don't know that players are ever better than they are at Dortmund. Just there's like every, yeah, <laughs> the, the, right. there's something in the water there that brings the absolute best out of people. You're getting the best out of Aubameyang. That's that's true, and I'm also he's not, phenomenal at Dortmund though. And I'm not letting go. I'm not letting our coaching staff get off easily. I I always had this see, this sneaking suspicion that we haven't been able to get the best out of these players. Um, and then moving on past that, the one that got away from me is Memphis Depay. I love that dude, and I still do. It never clicked for him, but he is a he's the starting forward in the Netherlands national team, who are no scrubs now. Yeah, so and I believe like, at at Lyon, killing it. He's doing yeah, but that's the Farmers League. We've talked about that extensively. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, he's, he's able to carry it over to his international form. I think exactly. that means something. Yeah. yeah, so that sucks. And then Angel Di Maria, just absolute snake. Most yeah. hated man in Manchester. Next to Carlos Tevez. Actually, still a Carlitos. Anyway. <laughs> Lee Grant, third string goalkeeper. What the fuck? Don't know who that is. Enough said. And then Fred, we touched on. And that, my friend, is the rant. Cap it at 35 minutes. I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, I mean, we got the Arsenal rant a couple weeks ago. Fans, you still listening? We got that. DM me. I'm going to close it with a question. Mm-hmm. Because you mentioned the problems. You mentioned all... Yeah, 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 yeah. We all heard it all. Okay. What we're hearing is whether or not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer yes. is fit to manage this club. Okay. And he should be in this club. Okay. You have long been... A defender of him, stay the course, yes. be patient, look at the squad. Yes. We have to have some stability, even if he's just a short-term manager and is not the right fix. Yeah. 
after the last couple strings of results, you're hearing quotes from David De Gea saying this is the most difficult time he's ever had at Manchester United. Right. Harry Maguire saying this is just not good enough. This is not what this club is all about. Ole Gunnar Sosar says after not getting a shot midweek against a team from God knows where, saying he thought they deserved the win. He's saying that he is happy with the team that he has now, even though he wishes he had another striker, which I think is telling about his relationship with Woodward. And my question... Uh, to be fair, happy with the team now, assuming everyone's fit. Sure. They're not. Just got to get that in there. You, the timing of when he says that is important, I think. And my question for you... I mean, I guess the one other point I would say on that is you're seeing a lot of things come out that are very, very similar to the things that have come out right before Mourinho was sacked. The club has Ollie's back. He's staying here. Long oh, farm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's PR 101. You're yeah. going to do that whether he's getting sacked or not. Mm-hmm. My question to you is, has he lost the plot? Is he still fit to manage this club? And, you know, I think we can... I don't necessarily... Like, we know that the, you need a technical director. You need some larger strategy. Sacking Ollie's not going to fix your problems. Mm-hmm. I think that it's beginning to be fair to ask the question, is he yeah. starting to make it worse? He's definitely not making it better. Yeah. He's definitely not making it better. I think you take... You put fucking Jose Mourinho in a team, and it falls apart. It was the first club he went to where he did not achieve major success. And, you know, we've, we, we've yeah, talked sure. back and forth about how coming second with that team and that structure was one of his best accomplishments. And that rings truer day by day. Is Ollie fit to manage United? Mm, probably not. Probably not. But, but, where does, who, where are you setting the line in the scale of who's at fault? You know, no. maybe Ollie, to his credit, is a decent manager. I don't think we talk about the bounce. The, the whatever, uh, new manager bounce. I think it's pretty fucked up to say you or I could have gone in there and, and, and done that for the club. I think, there's some, yeah, yeah. I think there's some managerial noose in there, but here's what I'll say. We made our bed. Woodward, you made your bed. Let's lie in it. You want to stick by Ollie? Let's stick by Ollie. Let's fucking run this. And here's the line that I'm drawing. If you sack Ollie... You better be going to. You better be going to. And if you don't, you sack Ollie yeah, and you, you know don't that's leave, not happening though. I'm losing I'm losing a ton of respect. Oh, I mean, there's there's probably not much left to lose. I mean, this there's, falls there's, there's so, people starting to put their names in the hat though. This falls so directly on him, on Woodward. It's not it's not it's not Ollie's fault. It, it's taking you or me, I keep using this analogy, but like with our experience at a company and being like, okay, you're the CEO. Good luck. You deserve it. You earned it. You know, make us yeah. proud. Honestly, I think the first thing that I do is I hire someone who's smarter than me to run the operations. And I just sit back and soak up the credit. Mm, you, always want to, you always want to be the second smartest person in the room. Andy Samora School of Business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy's, that guy's got his own thing. But I'll, does, that, does that make sense to you? No, no, I, I hear you. And, I'm, and I, I, don't think it's, I, I don't think it's right to call for him out. I think that... No. I, I think that you... I don't think he's lost the locker room. I don't think it is that far yet. I don't... I, I think it's unfair to say he's lost the locker room. I yeah, I, 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 I don't agree that. I don't yeah. agree with that. I, I'm, I'm asking the question because the locker room's saying one thing and he's saying something. And it might be him just trying to say, guys, just settle the fuck down. Yeah. Like, just... We know we're shit. Just, like, chill out for a little bit. Like, that might be what he's saying in those, like, hey, I'm happy with this. We're good. Like, just... 
like you know you can it's it's just like PR. It's a little bit of PR. We're work. also a decent team when we have our players. Yeah. It, it, there's so many things. Yeah. Coming into the fold that affect the the judgment on whether or not he's a good manager. So this is a strange take, but I'm all in. But at the same time, I don't think he's a manager with the aptitude to manage Manchester United. Right. And I think everyone, I think everyone, all we all knew that yeah. in our hearts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not the he's not the manager to ma- to manage Manchester United to a title, but he might be the manager to manage Manchester United, like you said, through a couple transfer windows where you can bring in somebody like a Sam Allardyce who can take you all the way. <laughs> I had to close that. He did throw that's his Allardyce name. to you. He threw his, he threw his name in the hat. Love it. Um, I mean, fucking. Well, yeah. I mean, he's why not? he's he's the wizard at keeping people out of the championship. So that's like the one thing he could. Ooh, help yeah, you save out. us from the trap door. I'll tell you, the odds used to be Put some respect on that. Name. Ten thousand to one, uh, United get relegated. Juicier than Leicester. Two hundred to one, United to get relegated. Not quite the crock of the week. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, Not you yet. son of a bitch. Not yet. All right, let's move on. Well, yeah. actually, I do have a trivia question for you. Sure. Don't look at my notes. Uh, it, no, it, okay, so it's a spin on trivia. It's called sad trivia, where the answer is just to make a point, and it's going to make me sadder. Okay. It's called sad trivia. We got we got Liverpool coming up next. Yeah. Tell me the last time United lost to Liverpool at home in any competition. Was it last year? 2014. Okay. Is that... My point is, doesn't it feel like Liverpool's been better than United for quite a while? Yeah. Yeah. The last time... It's such a fall in standards. The last time we lost to Liverpool was March of 2014. Almost five years. You said at home. At home. Yeah. Well, I mean, Old Trafford's a tough place to play. And there's pride in those big six matches. Especially at home. I don't. I mean, when was the last time you saw a team lay down at home like Big Six clubs? I was proud as hell of our performance last year. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't so, blow my blow my nips off. Let's get our players back. Let's have a go. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, I think it's gonna get real ugly that week. Really? Because Even Liverpool? with the full team. Oh yeah. Oh well, let's talk about Liverpool Leicester. Yeah. Because they fucking scraped that one out out of their ass, and not to mention the the week before. I think it was the week before, was the Sheffield United game. Yeah. Where they got bailed out on that one, too. Yeah. I mean, the... Yeah. So they're not exactly scorching right now. The Invincibles come knocking for everybody, right? There's only one. Yeah, little There's tease. only one. There's only one Arsene Wenger. There's only one gold trophy, and it's going to stay that way. So... But Liverpool were the better side of that in that in that game. Fair. They were pushing the pace. Um, say what you will, it's a pen all day for me. Monty made a meal of it, but it's a pen. Um, yeah. Can we jump into my Freak of the Week? Uh, I also have a freak of the week here. Because mine's Mark Albrighton. Okay. Hoof it. Fucking hoof it. He did a great job tracking yeah, that play he down. he a great track. And then he just confused Casper Schmeichel. And I don't believe, I think it was Johnny Evans that made the foul in the end. No, it was Mark. And Casper came out to get it and mm. didn't commit. It was a combination of three or four freaks to, to make a gumbo yeah, of freak but, of the week. But Mark Albrighton looked like he was about to just hoof that thing out for a corner or a throw and didn't. And that was the beginning of the end. And you know I love Mark Albrighton. Talk about a guy who could make a cross. Maybe that's the type of talent (laughs) Manchester United should be going for, honestly. The entire Leicester team. Yeah. Just change kits. Yeah, props to them. We'll take you. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was, a, it's, um, and it was at Anfield, so great performance from Leicester. I think they're, yeah, you know, they were unlucky there. They, they, yeah. they hung in there. They, they, they got a, they got a, a gritty yeah. goal, a gritty equalizer just against the run of play, and then they couldn't hold out. And it's just one of those things, which brings me, I, very, I was very close to calling my, Mark Albright and my freak of the week. My freak of the week is the footballing gods. We gave them some props for putting some respect on Prem de la Prem earlier in our misery, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to slam them because <laughs> give it a rest with giving Liverpool favors. We know the Invincibles of that Arsenal team. Yeah, thank it's you. It's not going to be Liverpool. Recognize. Yeah, and that's the last good thing I'll say about it. But give it a rest, footballing gods. You gave them Dean, Dean Henderson's blunder and then this freakish penalty, and yeah. I can't stand Scott Coblin's smug attitude one minute longer. <laughs> Oh man, he's he's absolutely loving this right now. But no, they look, look man, they were it, they felt like a team of destiny last year who was thwarted and we could talk about City next, but you know, they're they're perfect eight for eight. They're eight points clear. Thirty games to play, a lot of soccer left. A lot they of soccer have, left. They have avoided I I would say any major injury to this point. I mean Allison went down, but like they're 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 too strong to have that really make that yeah. large of an impact. Um but, I mean, they're, I, I, I can't say that Liverpool don't deserve the results they're getting. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. And Matt, a player of the, player of the month for Liverpool. Yeah. Of the Premier League as well, I think. Maybe so. Yeah. I can't say it for certain. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing. It's early. Yeah. It's early. All right. You, uh, touch very briefly on City Wolves. Sorry, uh, yeah, City Wolves. Uh, yeah. Because we, I think we'll have Kate coming on yeah. to give us her Kate will be on next opinion. week, and I uh, cannot wait to peel this back. For the record, she went to the LAFC game this weekend and, and posted a, uh, one of their goals by saying, at least something good's happening this week. Oh, and man. And I loved it. <laughs> Smash the like button. Right for a trigger. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's just... I. Kate, this one's for you. This is what happens when you don't replace a center back like we talked about on the round table. You get cocky in the window, and you don't replace company, and then get bad luck with Laporte getting injured, and then you yeah. have the Stooges back there. Yeah. Must be a, must be something in the water up in Manchester. But, yeah, they – I mean, uh, Odomendi showed himself. Yeah, and it's, like City, it's, it's a lot of iron. And I think water. that yeah. – I, I think part of um, – I think part of the thing that I will say is, like, it almost seems like City is feeling the pressure of Liverpool already. They were throwing numbers just so crazy forward towards the end of that game. They had to. They're at home against Wolves. It's something that you expect to do, but you need to be able to sniff out a Raul Jimenez 70-yard run at home. You yeah. just need to, and yeah. you couldn't do it. And that's that's something that you don't expect of a pep team. You don't expect a team to get diced up like that. Right. And, he, and, and, and that's what happened. And right. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll save a lot of those questions for Kate because I am excited well, to hear yeah. her takes on it. Let's cap it there. Um, I have a segment that's too good to pass up, and I feel like now's the best time. It is related to Liverpool Leicester. Okay. So it's a who's man's for all our OG fans. It's it's a it's a collection of quotes. Ooh. And these this is who's man's Brendan Rodgers true or false edition. Okay. Brendan Rodgers, manager of Leicester, former manager of Liverpool, has some doozies. Yeah. I'm gonna read you four quotes. You're gonna tell me if he actually said them. A la, uh, who did we do this for? Oh, Ray. Ray Hudson. Ray Hudson, yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. Very ready. Thank Quote you. number one. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Get over it. My biggest mentor is myself because I've had to study, and that's been my biggest influence. I feel like he said that. I don't think you could have made that up. Correct. 
Yeah. What a ridiculous was that, quote. Was that a knock on me? That's like some Will Ferrell shit. My biggest mentor is myself. No, because if you made that up, that's like next level comedy, and we would be way higher on the charts. Okay, so you just don't think I'm that funny. All right, got it. I think it's I think it's more of an indictment on Brandon Rogers than it is a slight at you. It's a good spin. Still hurts. Spin zone. Hurts just a little. <laughs> we'll see how funny you could be in these last three. Quote but... number two. We play with 11 men. Other teams play with 10 men and a goalkeeper. That's you. That's a real Brendan Rodgers quote, what? baby! <laughs> he said that. Quote number three. And now I feel like I'm playing Is 40 it, chess with you. Was he referencing Simon Mignolet in that quote? Yes, he was. That's ridiculous. Yes, he was. That's ridiculous. Yeah, people rated him once upon a time. Yeah, I mean, he was... He was... A goalkeeper. <laughs> Stares into Corona bottle. <laughs> Quote number three. I've always said that you can live without water for many days. But you can't live a second without hope. I mean, there's no way. You know what? I'm going to go Brandon Rogers again. He said that thing. That's three for three. Brendan Rogers said that thing. I mean, how often is he saying, like, how is he taking credit? I wish I could tell you the context. But how is he going to take credit for, I always said you could live without water? Like, that's... Oh, he's self-quoting. I mean, don't you, do you forget that his biggest mentor is himself? I, look, this... There's a lot more to this man than meets the eye. You are opening my eyes (laughs) to an absolute psychopath. Uh, All right, last but not least. (laughs) I haven't even started yet. People say you never forget how to ride a bike. I wouldn't know. I never learned. But what I have learned... (laughs) But what I have learned is that you spend most of a game without a ball. You forget how to score. I'm going Brandon Rogers again. I wrote that one. Let's go, baby! Writer's room. (laughs) And we on the come up. Okay. There you go. That was a good one. I hit you with three Rogers quotes and then made one up. You're... You're always one step ahead in the who's man's cadence. Yeah. It's very it's very difficult to pin you down. Well, I planned this months in advance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. Don't have a lot going on. Anyway, I want... Mark so eloquently touched on Pochettino and his trials and tribulations when we had our roundtable. Mm. Shout out, Mark. Shout yeah. out, fans who listened to that episode. Special Friday. Uh, I want you to give me a quick take. Obviously, Brighton versus Tottenham, 3 0 to Brighton at home was a disastrous Shocking result. Shocking result. For yeah. those Spurs fans. North London is surely red and white. Right. And uh, Thanks, Narby. <laughs> I want you to tell me is this situation recoverable? Could you see Potch staying at Spurs, or are we at yeah. that point in no return? Yeah, I mean, I, I yes. This is absolutely recoverable. This is not a Mr. Brightside. I just want you to tell me. No, it's it's absolutely recoverable. I think that um, the the kind of I mean, it, I hate to say it's a positive, but there is a positive in uh, losing losing a leader, and if not, they're all the time captain, the sometimes captain, and Hugo Lloris in the way that they did. Um, yeah, he humbling. howlered. He howlered himself into twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't feel like having to go after after that type of an injury, and it was a it was a I I don't even know if I'm okay to call that a howler. I think it was, I mean, he probably should have parried it over the top, but 
who's to say? Yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky one. Get well soon. Um, yeah, no, but truly, it was a it was a nasty injury. If you yeah, no, you wouldn't wish it on anyone. Seems like you might wish it on. I'm somebody. not wishing it on anyone. No, you're not. You... You're not wishing it on Loris, but it sounds like you're wishing it on somebody. I would wish it on someone, just not Loris. Yeah, and well, in any case, I think the things not like a hateful that. Man. We've seen it. We've seen it in the past um, with these clubs that have immense quality, where it seems as if everything is going down, and they find a way to recover. Um, they had a really shocking result in the Champions League. Yes. I think that they are in serious, serious threat of not emerging from the group stages. Um, Bayern does love North London. It's really terrifying <laughs> at this point. Uh, their goal differential in in North London is out of this. The world. absolute disrespect to smack seven goals in away to Tottenham, then go and lose like to Hoffenheim in the week. Yeah, it's. It's mind blowing, really. Um, but Serge these... Gnabry, hell of a player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, weird. I wouldn't even say the one that got away. I wish him well. He could, look. He, he couldn't cut it. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. At West uh, Brom. Yeah. Look. Yeah. It was. But it, it, all the Arsenal lads wishing him well. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the kid. And I'm, I'm glad to see him performing as well as he is. But with back to Tottenham. Back to Tottenham. We saw it last year after the whole Kepasari situation. We thought Chelsea was doomed. Mm, that's a good point. They recovered. Hey, good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've seen... Although, sorry, left at the end of the season. Uh, sure, but Chelsea's seems to be better for it. And sorry <laughs> as well. Uh, you've seen it in kind of lesser capacities with both uh, Arsenal and United in the last year or two, where sure. they've had really horrible, horrible results, and then they found a way in the very next game to show themselves. I expect Tottenham to come back after the international break with a statement game. I'm not sure who they play, but I, I, I fully expect a, a win out of Tottenham. Uh, teaser to the next degenerate district. It might be the lock. They are... No matter what. Yeah, I don't know who they play, but it's, it's the... Home to Watford. That's a lock if I've ever seen it. It should be, right? Well, they're going to be odds-on favorites. They're going to be odds-on favorites. They they should take care of business. And that's that's also the potential confidence-building game. And let's not, let's not delude ourselves into thinking that they don't have the quality, you know? And, you know, there's... There's some things that Pochettino's got to work out, but a moment like that can really humble you, yeah. and I, I don't think it's all lost for yeah. Tottenham. I don't. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's real bad, okay. but it's not all lost. And you have a lot of people on that team who need to step up, a lot of veterans on that team, a lot of people that have been with that team for a while. I mean, I'm looking at Outer World. I'm looking at Vertonghen. I'm looking at Kane. I'm looking at Erickson. I'm saying, bro, what? The, you're still here. Yeah. Like, you need to deliver yeah. something. And... You know, and, and, and people got to perform. And Son's the only guy I don't think you can really be too critical of. Right. At this point. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Kane is, you just can't do it all himself. Yeah. Deli Alley hasn't put a foot wrong. Well, I wouldn't say that. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Let me check my notes here. Still twice as good as Lingard. That was just a smudge. Half the age. <laughs> did you know? Half the age. We're not talking about Arsenal's last win at Old Trafford. Did you know? <laughs> okay, we're going to go here. I wasn't even planning on it. But. The um, I really do think you need to start looking at Mar- Marcus Rashford under a microscope because. <laughs> did Nick- you have this plan? I did. Yeah, and I forgot about it. Okay. Nicholas Bentner was a fucking meme. Oh at Arsenal. yeah, I recall. I I've seen this meme. Yeah, more goals in fewer games than Marcus Rashford. Yeah, n- washed up. Rashford is twenty one years old in the he- Premier League. In the Premier League. Yeah. 
Oh, you're talking about games. Yeah, games for goals. Yeah. You're, you're taking players at different levels. Bettner was supposed to come in at his prime. Rashford freaking stepped in at 18 years old. Whatever. Sure, sure. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. I want to give you your platform since we're going into international break. I want to give you your platform to talk about Arsenal. Let's keep it snappy. Oh, you uh, mean the third team at the table? One point off City? Yeah. Nine off Liverpool? Ooh, third place. It's not, it's not your favorite fourth place. No, no, no. I want fourth. I want fourth. Yeah, you want fourth. Let's be clear. I want to be comfortable. All right. Well, uh, I want to be cozy. We don't like to rant on Prem de la Prem. So let's, now I'm back giving you the shot collar. Let's keep it smart. Okay. I think insightful. That, I think that there's, um, there's, there's, there's not a whole lot to talk about with Arsenal. Um, in the Premier League. Unfurl scroll. Un, uninspiring performances, yet we're able to claw out some results. So, I mean, I think that that's, it's positive, but it's still worrisome mm-hmm. just watching how they play, mm-hmm. watching how easily uh, you know, people can get in and behind that back line. Mm-hmm. You know, a better teams take the chances that Burnmouth didn't. You know, you're scoring. Uh, you have three shots on target yeah. against Burnmouth at home. You're scoring off a header from David Luiz. It's not. It's not a good and a confident performance. If you're scoring off David Luiz, you wanted to be a free kick from 40 yards out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm full throttle, but off the header. I mean, we don't score off corners, so yeah. it's it's nice to have somebody who can do that. Um, I think that there's. <laughs> then you look at Arsenal midweek when they're playing the kids. Those are the games I look forward to. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of the Premier League games. Mm-hmm. I really look forward to watching the mm-hmm. kids play. They're, you know, we, Carl talked about, you know, there's there's something like special about Chelsea, kind of feeling like a little bit of a local London club. Look over at Arsenal. You know, you you got you got Saka, Nelson, um, Martinelli, who was on trial at Manchester United four times, didn't sign him. By the way, um, he ain't proven shit. Four goals and two starts. Kid special. Yeah. The kid special. Yeah. Okay. It's only a matter of time before he breaks on race goal record. And Emil Smith Rowe, Joe Willick, um, you know, Rob Holding and Callum Chambers, not necessarily homegrown, but young English players. There's a lot of like really fun things to watch into like midweek. Kieran Tierney yeah. getting the it looks like he's really, really gonna be a special player. That's nice. What I would like what I what I'm really excited for about Arsenal is the competition that is arising yeah. from those midweek performances, they're starting to knock on the door of what has been a very uninspiring first team. Um, I'm willing... I, I, I don't think Emery is the manager to lead Arsenal to the level of Liverpool and City. Okay. I absolutely believe Unai Emery this year is capable of leading Arsenal to the Champions League next year. There are Seeing some... how things are going down, it, it feels like, obviously the stakes are different, but it's like a... Arsenal in the season that Leicester won the title. It's like, this is here for the taking. Let, let's do it. Yeah, let's I mean, do it this time. Yeah, I mean, you look, you, you, Spurs are struggling. United is struggling. Chelsea's, I think, you have doing to think quite well, but I don't think it's going to last. Head to head, you have to like your chances against Chelsea. And maybe that's a disservice to them. But. Yeah, I mean, I think I, uh, the thing is, I don't know what Arsenal's going to show up. Um, right. They have a they have quite a few games before they have to play a quote unquote top six side, um, which is now becoming just a big old muddy mess. Yeah. What's the top six yeah, side no anymore? But those games where you know both sides are going to be up for it, right? Uh, they got a while to do that, and in that time, I'm hoping that some of these competitions start to rise up, some fitness starts to come into play. Where yeah. Kieran Tierney and Hector Bellerin are making their way into the first team, holding is making sure. That Dava Luis and Socrates are playing well, and to credit to them, they've got notched a couple yeah. clean sheets. Um, mind you, Mustafi is is having right. a really good campaign in the middle of the week as well. Three starts, three clean sheets. Um, really, um, 
remarkable interview that he just gave. I would recommend you guys read it. Okay. He got obliterated by this one reporter, basically okay. literally calling out his entire record to him and very professional, really opened up about like his struggles and wanting to prove himself. This is Mustafi? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, he's always been a well-liked player within like the locker room. His struggles outside of that, you know, is what it is and it's well documented. But I mean, I think it really sheds a light into kind of what can happen to these players. Yeah. And one of the things he mentioned is just there's like a detachment from reality with with social media where he could put in a bad performance, the Liverpool 5-1 performance. He was off a three-week injury, he mentioned, and didn't get to train. And it was put in because the team needed him right. against Liverpool at Anfield right. where he had five goals. Yeah. And he was absolutely slated and he never quite recovered from that. And you know, he had that whole thing. I mean, this, the reporter just fucking grilled him. And I thought he handled himself perfectly. Right. Um, well, you're talking about a lot of But I'm of talking players. about the depth that Arsenal is pushing from the bottom. Yeah. Which they haven't so had So let before. me pose this to you. You're talking about a lot of you know players fighting for positions. And there's one notable absentee. I would say two. For the purposes of the cast. Sure. <laughs> there's one notable absentee. Well, yeah. It's Mezzodozo. The second one is Lucas Torreira. Um, I'll just really quickly on that. Okay. Jacques is going to be... I, nothing I can do about it. Jacques is going to be in the team, and I don't think you can take Ganduzi out in his form. And if you're going to put the both of them in the team, and then you put Lucas Torreira in your team, you have a very slow and defensive midfield. Yeah. So knowing who Unai Emery is, that was the midfield against United, right? It was. Yeah, okay. It was. Yeah. And like you, you, you don't want to. I want to set up like that against two teams. That's it. Okay. Um, and maybe even not. Maybe I'd rather just have a go for it. But Mesut Ozil, the man of the hour. Um, the whole situation just makes me sad. You know how much I love that guy. He's part of... You just got the jersey. He He's part of what made me an Arsenal fan. Um, really kind of... I, I, I think it's undeniable kind of like when he's playing the way he is. I the can't kind even of like knock joy the guy he if he's not playing. Right. It makes me sad. He's not even getting put in a team. He's not getting to put in a team in the Europa League. Right. He's not getting to put in the team again in the FA. Uh, what I think was particularly telling is uh, his comments about not being in the team in the Europa League. Do tell. You know, Emery said, uh, the, Emery's comments about Ozil not being in the team uh, was that other players deserved it more to him. And what did they need to, what did Ozil need to do to get into the team? He said he needed to work harder. Okay. If, I don't necessarily subscribe to that entirely, but if that is the reason Ozil's not put in the team, I can't have a go at Emery. I can't. If Ozil isn't working hard enough and other people are working harder, mm. I absolutely believe that is a precedent you should be setting as Unai Emery. I don't. But in what sense? Because you know, a lot of fans will look at an Ozil performance and be like, "He's not working hard." It must be in the and training ground happens. because he's not making the team. It has to be the training ground. I think that there is a very right. But set aside and... the training ground on the on the match day on the yeah. pitch, it looks like he's not putting in a shift. And then he, do, I mean, that's been a critique of him forever. Do, right. That's, that's been a critique of him when he was an I'm just saying, I'm just Madrid, saying that's not know? a metric you can use against him when you know how he plays. Or is it? I mean, I guess it's just the type of team that Unai Emery wants. Right. Right. And, exactly. You know, and we're talking about players that were inherited yeah. versus other regimes. Yeah. This is not a player Unai Emery would have bought. Let's be very For clear sure. about that. For sure. Uh, it just does make me a little bit sad because it seems like he's being forced out. It seems like they just want to get rid of his wages. Yep. I wonder how much, uh, you know, Ra- Raul and Adu, the you know, technical director mm-hmm. and board and all that, they're behind Emery's decision to not play Ozil and just to have that wages burning. Right. Again, I don't really care about the wages. They're not my money. Uh, but if it is going to take away from, you know, paying and buying other players, then absolutely he should be gone. Um, but what does, the things that do really surprise me, 
Ozil was voted one of the five captains by his teammates in that vote that Granit Xhaka won, mm. right? He has the support mm-hmm. of those players. When he played in the FA Cup, those youth players were all over him. They love playing with the guy. There's, there's, and, and, and Dava Luiz is another player like yeah. that, where the team seems to really love when he's in the team. And so it's just... He is one of the few it's icons. Very, it's very tough to figure out. I want it to end in... in Sorry, that's our special guest, and he's not supposed to be on yet. Wow, that is, um, I didn't even say her name. I'm not going to say it until she goes off again. Uh, but everyone wants to weigh in the Mezzanosa situation. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd hope that it comes to a conclusion. Um, I do think that he has still the ability to impact this team in a positive light. Right. I don't really, I can't really rationalize mm-hmm. in my head how he can't just be your number 10 in the Cups. Yeah. Like, I can't figure that At part out. At least in the Cups. Right. Like, if even if he's not that guy. Like, it's a point. It's a managerial point. It, yeah, it seems like Unai Emery's drawing a line in the sand, and if it is about work rate, I can't really fault him. But yeah. I do think that there's more to it. It's tough to say what's going on behind the scenes, and... Um, at this point, I expect Ozil to be out in January. Mm. I, 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 I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but... Last question. Do you think there's a little bit of a waiting game going on? Do you think Ozil thinks he can outweight Emery? I think that if Arsenal doesn't make the Champions League next season, Unai Emery's not the manager at Arsenal, and I think Ozil loves being in London, and he loves those wages. <laughs> so I could very see so Ozil refusing yeah. a move in January yeah. to wait it out. Yeah. Um, if, if that's the case... Then it's uh, you know, it'll it'll end in the summer right. if that's the case. You know, you're not going to go through a whole another year of this, and it will you know how I feel end. about Yunberg. You know, it's 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 almost like win-win to me because I love the youth. I love what Yunberg did with the youth. Mm-hmm. He coached all of these guys last year. Right. I'd love to see him be the manager okay. at Arsenal, and I don't think Emery's the guy that's going to win the title for us because it's just a boring fucking brand of football. It's 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 not fun to watch. Yeah. But the kids, they're. They're loving it. Yeah. Um, All right. Well said. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I love I love watching those kids. Okay. Yeah. Don't well, take that out of context. No, you should have left it at that. <laughs> you should have left it at that. I've Let's never, bring it. Never been one to, to leave right. it at that. A couple things to close this out with. Goal of the week and then goal of the month. Mm. So why don't you hit me first with your week and then your month. Okay. So my, my goal of the week is Triari's first against City. Ooh. Okay. But this is mostly a shout to Jimenez. The, yeah, the 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 goal. That dude it's, had some pace on him. The goal itself was relatively nonchalant in the end, but the run from Jimenez. That's a good shout. You don't see you don't see those runs like that anymore, just because the athleticism is defenders. Like you watch you watch a tape of like the early two thousands, and it's just like yeah, Tierra Henry running around these fucking old yeah, you know, white guys can't move their hips you know laterally, and, he's and just that like, was just in the two thousands. Right, it's yeah, crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You just don't like. There's very few players who can make a run like that. And mm-hmm. granted, he had some space, but he did up <laughs> Otamendi, and boy, was that sweet to see. And then, you know, at yeah. the Etihad slot at home, just yeah. it was, it was a pretty, pretty good. That's goal. a good one. I didn't consider either yeah. of those, but I do appreciate your take on that. Yeah. For Yours. me, Douglas Louise, that dude. Yeah. Any any person with the last name Louise is susceptible to banger goals, followed by messing up the simplest of. Yep decisions at your given position. Oh, amazing. Shout out David Louise and then our boy Douglas Louise, who I think has come onto the pod for goal of the week twice now. I think you gave it to him. I did earlier in the season. Yeah. And also, shout out Louise, who is a, a gardener I had to fire one time because he sprayed down the wrong thing at the house. <laughs> Not my gardener, my boss's gardener, and I really didn't enjoy that conversation. 
But yeah. Did he do anything cool to kind of make the kept analogy? The plant, kept the plants alive for years and then sprayed down the cushions before a big meeting. Mm. So really, unf- like, why is he even spraying down the cushions? He I, never did it I before. I do like how that fell on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my boss was like, hey, well, why don't we go find a new gardener? <laughs> Shout out Louise is everywhere. In this case, Douglas Louise, goal of the week for Aston Villa. Let's move on to goal of the month. We can do a little snake draft style. I'll give yeah, you mine. Hit me. Uh, that boy, he won my goal of the week, so it goes mm. to show that a goal of the week can be the goal of the month. Completely disagree. All but right. Go ahead. Well, two sides of the coin. You know, some like salsa, some like tango. <laughs> I was thinking like the tomato-based salsa, but go ahead. Yeah, guac. Uh, <laughs> my pick is Gineppo from Southampton. Mm. I, he was I, my goal of the week once. Yeah, okay. Well, you proved my point. It can be both. He was also my goal of the week, so I don't think he was actually your goal of the week. I think you just smoked before the show again. No, no, no. We've talked about that offline. No, I haven't done anyway. that in a while. Mm. All right. On a hiatus. Okay. I have had two roundies. Though my tolerance is up, but I'm a bit of a bender. Okay, well, it's Gineppo dribbling through that defense for Southampton. Promising young lad. And he's had two goal of the week worthy goals. So he's one to look out for, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Tamuri from Chelsea. Ooh. Uh, it was not my goal of the week. Love as it. you can't. Playing the heel. Just cannot. It can't happen. Um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is a goal of the month. I knew it. So I couldn't put it the goal of the week. Um, there's a little bit of a factor that's coming from a defender. A little bit of a factor that is coming from a kid. And coming from a guy that I've never heard of, but probably at least 30, 30 yards out, Pelter. It was, yeah. you love to see it. It was a good one. It was a great goal. And Conte in that game was also uh, snubbed by Prime Duel Prime because he had a good goal and he didn't even make goal of the week. In which game? That but, same game against Wolves. Conte scored a good goal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Chelsea he, on a bit I of a I did run. give him another goal of the week. Yeah, Chelsea um, didn't really touch on, but incredible team form. No, they, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, they're, they're a team that's going to sneak their way. Into a Europa League spot. Yeah, they'll they'll be right in there. They'll be they'll be uh, plus or minus fifth. Okay, plus or minus one from fifth. Got it. Um, yeah, well, we are going into an international week, so obviously no new degenerate district. But I want to give you a moment to uh, bask in the sunlight of your picks from last week. Yeah, so the croc didn't hit. That was the Leicester at Liverpool. Could have told you that. Yeah, but it was a good shout for a croc. You, yeah, um, it, it was a good run. Yeah, had a, had a shot in the end. Um, my lock, which was a plus 190, I'll have you remember, Burnley at Everton. Man. Did hit. little help from a red card, but Everton has been thoroughly underwhelming. They're going to be my new favorite team to bet against. They just seem to be delivering an Until maybe awful performance Marco after awful Silva performance. Until Silva gets replaced. And I do think... They're on, in the relegation zone. On our next pod, let's, let's give some time to Everton, because they need to be dissected. They do. Okay. Let's, okay, we'll do our research on Everton. Yeah. And so our next pod is We definitely be, won't rant about United and Arsenal on the next pod. Well, it's going to be a round table. Oh, shit. United and Arsenal are on the round table. Oh, jeez. Look well, at that. Maybe we'll carve out a little uh, rapid fire to kind of go through the other teams in the league. Okay. Maybe we'll do one minute each. All right. I like it. Folks, uh, we're sitting at an hour and ten minutes. Thank you for listening through the rants. If you're still here, it's not... It was a good rant, James. It was good. Oh, well, hey... It was a lot of anger that led to that rant, so shout out my internal problems, my anger. Uh, so it's not how we normally like to do our pods. You know, we try to keep it clean under an hour, but 
you made it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to be off next week as far as regularly scheduled programming, but we will we will circle back around on Wednesday. Round two. With round two of the Roundtable podcast featuring fans from United and City and finally the Gunners. Yeah, Gunners, yeah. All right, folks, thanks for listening. On behalf of Solar.com and Prem de la Prem, code PREM19, <laughs> signing off.